Hello, everyone. My name is Shelly. Next to me is Stephanie. Hi. Stephanie and I are ministry partners in a ministry called Limitless Ministries. And this is Limitless Chatter. Today with us, we have Carrie Chastain. She's going to share a word with us. And we're very blessed to have her on the show today. Before we begin, Stephanie, would you open us in prayer? Sure will. Lord, we want to thank you again for this opportunity to come and discuss your word and share your word. And Lord, we just pray that this shines a light in whoever's life needs to have that light. Help them to find this message or this message to find them. Lord, we, our ultimate goal is to further your kingdom. And so we just ask that whatever we say here today will be to your glory. And will be to benefit someone to come and find you and develop a relationship with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So Carrie's going to talk to us today about the word abide and what that means. And I will tell you before we start, Carrie, that abide is very, Stephanie and I are very passionate about this. And actually we're, uh, we've been planning an event around this word. So um, just a little sneak peek for anyone who attends our women's uh, encounters. Um, this could be a message coming up in the future. So yeah. Carrie, what do you have for us today? Well, first of all, thank you. I am <laughs> very humbled and very honored uh, that you guys asked me to talk. That's out of my scope. And so forgive me for being a little bit nervous and doing something like this. Um, I've been on a journey getting out there and being a little bit more vulnerable and more public um, in hopes to encourage people. Um, when you gave me a few words to talk about and uh, what, none of them really was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Lord just kept saying, abide, abide. And really I think in our Christian walk, there is, um, there's a preface to abide and it's be still because I don't know that we can abide if we can't be still. Oh, yes. And um, I was thinking back when, you, when, when we decided on this word, I was thinking about, I keep my grandson sometimes. And uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to wrangle a toddler. I had four <laughs> boys. Wrangle a toddler and try to get all the sticky off of them. My daughter yesterday gave my grandson a, um, a sucker when we were out on the football field running some of his energy out and then we add sugar on top. I don't know what we were thinking, but, um, <laughs> so we get back to the house and the soccer ball's sticky. He's sticky. Everybody's sticky. And you know, it's, it's that scenario. Hold on. Don't touch that. Wait just a second. Two more fingers, you know, and, and, and then I was kind of giggling thinking about that scenario because that has been me my whole life. Yeah. And my anthem of my life has always been be still. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, a plethora <laughs> of uh, nicknames as a child um, because of my energy level and somehow turned that into a very quiet person. I harnessed that and turned it into work ethic. And I had a good friend one time really call my attention to that behavior because um, she said, I have a lot of trouble 
being a human being sometimes because I'm such a human doer. Mm. And I do. If you need help, I do. If um, God's not moving fast enough, I do. I go. And, and the Lord is constantly saying, be still. Be still, Carrie. Yeah. And in the midst of all that, he says, come near me. Abide. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when I was mulling around those words, I, looked, I like to know the definition of words. And I the do word, too. I love that. <laughs> don't you? Don't you? Yes. And so, because my stepdad is like a word smith. I mean, I can't play Scrabble with him. I lose. It's painful. <laughs> but um, the word abide means, when I looked it up, it says to remain, continue, stay. And the action form of abide is to wait. Mm. To accept without opposition. To remain stable or in a fixed state of love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a verse, John 15, 4, it says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And so you break that verse down a little bit, and it's like fruit. So if I'm not hanging out with Jesus every day, if I'm not abiding in his presence, if I'm not being still with him, what fruit am I producing? Uh, the fruit of spirit, the, some examples are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And in today's world, if we're so busy doing, if we're so busy running and, and running to the cause because God hasn't moved fast enough, if we, because there's so much power in waiting. There's so much power in waiting. And abide means wait. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, it's such an old word because we don't know how to abide in our society. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to abide. We got to arrive. We got to be. We got to um, undo the situation that feels too uncomfortable for us because that means pain. And we run away from growth in that circumstance. Mm -hmm. And so when that word, when I read that, it's to remain stable. Right. How, how stable, you know, and, and so you look at your life and, and it made me stop and look at Carrie and say, do I fit that description of ab abide? When I feel unsettled, when life is not happening the way I think it should happen at this moment, when I don't feel peace, when my society feels out of kilter, do I fit the description of abide in my relationship with the Lord? Mm. And uh -huh. honestly, there's a lot of days, no, I don't fit that description. So what does that tell me? What does that tell Carrie for herself? What does that tell other believers? Mm -hmm. If we are caught up in the current of our society, yeah. because that's what they're looking for is Jesus, right? Oh, yeah. oh yes. Look, they're looking for what he offers. They're looking for love, joy, peace, patience. Mm -hmm. They're looking for all that. They just don't know where to find it. Exactly. But if we are not that, that, what's it say? To remain stable mm -hmm. in that current, you know, like if you're being pushed down a, a, a forceful river, 
and you can grab a hold something that is stable, right. all the muck, all the crud, everything will wash by you because you're holding on to what is stable. Mm -hmm. And what is stable for us as Christians is our rock, our salvation, our right. truth. Because you can't, if you abide in him, you can't argue the truth. Right. It doesn't move. It doesn't change with our season. It doesn't change with our circumstances. It doesn't change with our times. It is truth. And so I am I'm grateful that you guys asked me to investigate abide um this year my word was intention or intentional and um it's going to carry some weight with me abiding well and what goes along with abiding is we have to be intentional we have to set our minds that we're going to abide it doesn't just happen naturally we have to to make ourselves be still and be calm and spend that time with God or, or it won't happen. We have to be very diligent about making sure that we are abiding and doing what we need to do. You know, Shelly, I grew up always loving Jesus. Um, I had the fortune of, um, my, sorry, bear with me just a second. My things went, you're low on energy. Oh. <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. Sorry I feel about like that. that someday. <laughs> but um, no, my um, I grew up in church, and I'm very grateful for that. But you know, as a young Christian, um, everything was very um, the rules. You right. go because right. of the rules. The preacher says you yeah. spend time yeah. with Jesus; he's in your life. But until okay. you right. grab a hold. Yeah. the goodness yeah. of God and you get his paradigm, his yes. view, what is good. Because our, our culture is very, it doesn't feel good. This must not be good. Right. Mm -hmm. But you go to the gym and you work mm -hmm. out pain to get better muscles. You right. go through childbirth to get a gift of a child. There's pain and growth in, in our society doesn't want the two to go together. Right. Right. And when we learn of his goodness, even in the midst, when we choose to abide, when we choose, like you're saying, to stay near him, to stay mm -hmm. in work, stay in prayer, um, then we see his good. Right. As we haven't run away in fear or um, hurt because it didn't go the way we wanted it to. Right. And one thing I've realized, I'm sorry, did I cut you off, Steph? One no, thing you're fine. Just, um, just in the past year that um, the stronger my relationship with God, the more I want to abide. So it's like a cycle. You put, mm -hmm. the, put in the effort, you abide, you get closer, you want to abide more. And it just, it gets to a point where that's just a craving that you just have to, just have to. So um, that's just something I've learned in the past year. I, I never knew that before. So, mm. that's sweet. Mm -hmm. I, found, I, I just, wow, Carrie, like you've just said so much that is just so, it's profound, it's true, it's applicable. 
And, you know, just thinking about, you know, maybe unpacking that a little bit, you know, yes, we do need to be intentional in our abiding. We need to make that choice. And I have also found, just like Shelly said, that the more I do that, the more I crave it because it fills that need. And, you know, Jesus is the only one that can, that can fill that need that we have. And so the more I get of that, the more my soul is like, ooh, that was good. I want more of that. I want more of that. Um, and you were talking about holding on to something stable and remaining stable and waiting. And I just kind of wanted to see if we could unpack that a little bit and talk a little bit about practical application. Sure. Sure. Just because I know the speed of our society is, is insane, you know, and we're always go, go, go. And it's like you said, we're going, we're doing, we're, you know, and it's hard to force ourselves to slow down and wait. And I think, I think a lot of times in our society, we view as being apathetic, um, being, um, being weak. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, there's such great strength in waiting on the Lord. You know, when I first started learning about waiting, I think it was a little, a bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a little bit off-putting because mm -hmm. you had these people that don't wait in strength in their spirit. It's, I'm just going to wait on the Lord because, you know, if it doesn't work out, oh, well, it's how the Lord wanted it to be. There is power. We can pound. The scripture says that we have access to the throne room, the throne room of God. When Esther approached the king in the throne room, she risked her life. Mm -hmm. He could have said, kill her. You don't enter my throne room. But God gave us an advocate, Jesus, that gave us open doors like little bitty kids. And every time I go with passion in my heart to the Lord, I feel or I see maybe in my mind's eye, myself as a child running in with innocence because that's what Jesus does for us. It's innocent that we can run into his throne room and say, because of your son, you gave me the right to say this, because of your son, great heavenly father, move. Move on my behalf. Move. And scripture shows us, I mean, if you search scripture, the ones that approach God with an innocent, powerful prayer. There's grace. Mm -hmm. There's grace that moves in that moment. There are so many times I, I raised four boys pretty much by myself for 13 years. And as a mama, I am quite the mama bear, sorry. <laughs> but as a mama, there's only so much physical you do. My boys are six foot plus. Okay. And I'm five, two. Okay. Do you get the picture? They're big boys. <laughs> and when they cross that threshold, there's only so much ground you can stand, but man, can you hit your knees with those boys? Mm -hmm. Man, can 
and hit your knees for those circumstances that make you shudder. When you abide mm -hmm. under his wings in the onslaught of the, sh of the everything that's coming at you in the, light, in the, in the world, it's, um, I often just see Jesus. He did, I don't think he has wings, but just picking up this shelter for us to climb under that, that cleft, that rock. Oh, yeah. And to be sheltered. And, you know, I, I think of my daddy. My daddy loved me so well. My grandpas loved me so well. My big brother loved me so well. And I think I have such an easy picture of who Jesus is and how easy it is to run to him. I can't imagine having a father figure that wasn't maybe somebody you hid from, maybe mm -hmm. somebody there. And I, I think about those things in those places where, you know, you say abide, abide in the Lord. He's good. And it, <clears throat> my brain just kind of goes disconnect because I don't know how they do it outside of the spirit of God coming in and, and breathing life into that situation, into their mind's eye that he is good and that he is loving. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, and it, it's a beautiful, I, I mean, and if you think about it, it's a beautiful picture, but it's not just a picture. It's something we can actually do. It's not just a picture of us entering the throne room. We can enter the throne room. And I was just telling Shelly the other day, as a matter of fact, yeah. when I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, how much God loves us to give us Jesus, that escort into the throne room. Mm -hmm. Jesus escorts us on his arm into the throne room and he's, he's our escort. And I just, and I, and there was just such a beautiful picture for me. Um, you know, and then, you know, you people, I, I know there's some people out there that are thinking how, okay, so how do I do this? Right. How do I abide? I want to abide. I want to spend that time in the throne room, but how? Do you, there's, can I give some real practical? Some yeah, real I love it. Yes, please. Uh, we're all about practical. <laughs> <laughs> There's a program I teach, and part of it's about healthy minds, and it talks about how our brains are wired and how chemical impulses flush and and surround our brain and cause us. Um, it's just a survival instinct uh, when we get scared, afraid, startled, threat, feel threatened, epinephrine, and all these other chemicals in our brain, in our split reaction is to move, to go. Either that or we freeze or we fight, okay? It's mm -hmm. fight or fight, right? And so in this world of perceived threats, we cannot calm our logical brain enough to say, Lord, I choose to sit here at your feet and abide in you because we're swirling. We're just constantly swirling, okay? something really practical for someone to start out if they haven't experienced this I know it sounds crazy and I'm sorry bringing this in girls but it really does work and actually it works so well that our military teaches it to um, the Navy SEALs and it's called box breathing and you picture box <laughs> we just talked about that the other day oh please go <laughs> yes this is awesome what they do in a, in a threatening situation, when you feel overwhelmed, overcome by something, in your mind, you say, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, 
breathe out and you do that slow until you feel calm. And what that does in the Navy SEALs world, when they are overcome, because it's natural, it's natural mm -hmm. for them to fight or flight, but they have to think while they're in motion. We're in a battle too, people. Mm -hmm. We are so in a battle. It is a right. spiritual. And the enemy knows if he can keep us busy, if he can keep us fearful, if he can keep us on guard, then we cannot be still. Right. And believe in the word of God. So in those moments when I just feel, oh my gosh, my son's going to do this decision and it's going to be the end of everything and the person's not right in his life. Blah, 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 blah. You know how that goes off in your brain or whatever's going on in your brain. Oh, yes. I have to sit down and take a breath and say, Lord, calm my fears. Right. And you know, that box may be a prayer. Lord, calm my fears. Help me to trust in you. Be my salvation. Be my peace. Be my rock. And in doing that, we calm and push all those chemicals away from the part of our brain that can stop. I know the truth. I know scripture. Mm -hmm. I know what it does. I know what it means in my life. Mm -hmm. Spirit, speak to me. And it may be turning on some really great worship music and listening to the words. It may be opening scripture. You know, I had... I had a horrible crush on a, a pastor's kid. He was a mega church pastor's kid. And you know, that little 16 year old girl, I, well, how do you, how do you get close to Jesus? He gave me the best advice, the best advice. He said, cause I wanted to know how to read the Bible. And I, I knew it was good, but I really didn't get it mm -hmm. back then. I grew up in church. I knew all the stories, but it just, the dots didn't connect for me. He said, read Psalms and a Proverbs that match the day of, the, the month you're in and start over until you learn. And when I walk through cancer, I have a Bible that I finally let go of <laughs> that I retired and, and bought myself a new one because the pages were falling out and they were, the pages were um, wrinkled from tears um, because boy, abiding in him can bring you through some of the craziest hardest times and bring the other side of such deep um, love and relationship with the Lord. It's so great. So amazing. It is amazing. It really is. Yes. When, um, I can't remember, it's been a couple of years ago, maybe at one of our conferences, one of the things that, that upon my research, it was, um, if Satan can't bring you down, he'll just make you busy. Yes. So if, if he can keep you away from God by just keeping you busy, he'll find a way. Yeah. And that's what's happening in our society. I think mm -hmm. honestly is that with this go, go, go mentality, do this, go here. Um, he is able to keep some people from just stopping and breathing and abiding, um, you know, and it keeps them busy you know, and I know one of the struggles that I have, and you know, it's never, it's never really wonderful to show your flaws on, you know, to everybody in the world, but here we go, right? Um, when I try to abide in prayer, my mind ping pongs to a gazillion different subjects, 
and it could be something important that's going on in my life or it could be something completely you know inconsequential um sometimes it's maybe a struggle my son is going through sometimes it's what i saw on a tv show earlier that day sometimes it's you know and i find myself 20 minutes later going i started to pray and i never ended up praying <laughs> and I, you know, and I get so distracted and I find myself fighting against that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I will start over and I'll start over and I find what helps me in that is getting, um, I just have a composition notebooks and I'm writing down my prayers. Mm -hmm. Cause then I, I can't ping pong when I'm writing all over the place. I think you, you know. and I live in the same head. <laughs> And, you know, and it drives me crazy because I'll go, oh my gosh, wait, no, I was focusing on Jesus, not that TV show. Where in the world did my mind go? Or your grocery um, list. <laughs> or my grocery list, yes. Yeah, or it could, <laughs> yeah, or it could be something from work. I mean, and, and I honestly feel like sometimes Satan he whispers those thoughts in there to get me distracted because he doesn't want me praying. He doesn't want me yeah. in communion with the Lord. He doesn't want me abiding. So I find if I can write it down, write out my prayers, mm -hmm. that helps immensely. And not only that, Stephanie, I, you know, I started doing that when my boys were little and I look back at some of the prayers I prayed for them. And, um, one of them was Christian wives. Well, they have question, two of them have Christian wives. The other two are dating Christian girls and it didn't look like that six months ago. So you, yeah, writing them down, it, it leaves a trail in the evidence of God's goodness. It really does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that we could easily forget some of the things that we prayed for. And our, when our prayers are answered, we forget, oh, yeah, I, I did pray for that. Mm -hmm. so, good idea to yeah. write them down. So good. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I had another scripture that came to mind, um, John fifteen seven. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And Stephanie and I had a really deep conversation about this not too long ago because it was kind of like an aha moment, like, because it says, if you remain in me, you know, a lot of people I think get hung up on that. Well, Jesus said, if all I have to do is ask and I'll get it. But that first part, is a you know we were kind of like oh oh that's why we we have to remain we have to abide we have to stay here with him mm -hmm. and if we're doing that then our hearts in alignment with him and he's we're going to want what he wants mm -hmm. for us yeah. so right and then our our prayers will be answered but i feel like in one of the things we talk about like uh drive through jesus like a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people only turn to prayer when they're desperate and when they when they need something quick and fast and and then they get disappointed if that prayer isn't answered so that's kind of yeah. that scripture pops into my head when I think about that like you know you really have to have a relationship yeah. oh yes so he doesn't answer prayers for people but you know right get in there <laughs> yes it's important all right. Do you have anything more for us, Carrie? Oh, goodness. I think I've taken up all your time. I've talked. Oh, no. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Go for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we 
don't really know. have a time limit. This is just our, you know, we're doing what we, um, our goal is to get the word out there for people who need it, might, might not get it anywhere else other than a couple of three crazy women talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will throw in this last thought. I'm currently in the middle of a Bible study with my small group at church. Um, it's called Whisper, and I believe, don't quote me on this, it's written by, is it Mark Batterson? I need to double check on that. But it's it's about hearing the whisper of God and how mm -hmm. God doesn't, he has an outside voice, but he doesn't use his outside voice very often. Um, and one of the things that he mentions in there, and I told this to Shelly the other day, I said, he whispers, because if you think about it, when somebody whispers, you lean in to hear them. Mm -hmm. You have to lean in. You can't hear a whisper from across the room. And he wants us to lean into him, which to me translates into abide. Mm. Abiding in him. And when we are abiding in him and leaning into him, then we hear that whisper. And sometimes that whisper says, wait. Sometimes that whisper says, go, do, you know, but when we are abiding and when we are in leaning in, then that whisper, we can hear that over the noise of everything else. Let's take that a, a, a little, a layer deeper, because I believe that God hears the whispers of our hearts. Yes. And scripture tells us that if we but turn to him, even if it's not with our words, but with our hearts, that he will get up off of his throne and run to us. He comes to us. He doesn't wait for us to come to him. He comes after us. And I believe with all my heart that there are times when I have been in such desperate places that I'm scared to even ask because my heart yearns for it so deeply and the disappointment and I'm not receiving. And it's in those times when we're so tender before the Lord and so broken that he can do some pretty awesome things yes. and he does deliver and he does bring forth. Uh, just a real quick little story, just to hopefully encourage somebody out there that's, I was the second child and I always thought that my brother was kind of, um, he knew what he wanted and he asked for it. And I always felt like I shouldn't do that. That I just got what was left over, um, that it wasn't my job to ask as a child. And I uh, carried that mentality into my adult life and my Christianity, unfortunately. And, um, I told you I had cancer at one point, um, 17 plus years ago. And, um, and it was just still that mentality. Oh, yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. You know, there's my brother and his beautiful life and he's still married and got a great family and successful. And here I am. It's I'm getting the crumbs off the table again. Mm. And, um, the Lord took me through a journey that he said, kiddo, we need to get your viewpoint redirected and get you a different paradigm. And he began to, um, I worked two to three jobs at a time. And one of them was a receptionist at um, an office. And it, it was a, a medical office. 
And um, I remember sitting at the front desk and every month my finances were, I, I still look back, I've added it up before. And it's like, I don't know how I did it. It, it was supernatural most, most mm -hmm. months. And um, I remember sitting there thinking, you can't tell because I had my hair curled today, but I've got very curly hair from chemo. And um, I kept the curl. Mine didn't go back. Um, and I was sitting at, at the desk thinking, I really need some mousse for my hair because I have to look presentable. When I don't put mousse on my hair or fix it, it's kind of sad. It's kind of crazy looking. Medusa girl. And um, I was thinking, I really, Lord, I really need some mousse for my hair, but I'm going to have to wait a couple weeks until I get paid to get some. I mean, it was that tight. And not more did that thought leave my brain than in through the front door a lady was carrying a box, a box full of professional, not cheap, professional, new hair products. And the biggest hair product in that box was a can of mousse for curly hair. And she said, I think you guys could use any of this? And I went, yes, and I almost started crying. Um, because one, it was the biggest one. It could have been a sample bottle, you know, but it was, it was just, it was those times after those times, after, 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 after that happened so many times because God was saying, sweet pea, I love you. And I love you. And if it's about moose that speaks to your heart, then I'm going to send you moose. But you need to know the God of the universe knows the number of the hairs on your head. He knows when the sparrow falls. He knows. So he knows the very whispers of your heart too. And I don't know where that came from, but I know it's for someone that begin to seek the Lord, begin to search him out. Is it a magic pot of gold? No. But what the point was is that he needed my heart to know mm -hmm. that I knew that I knew that I knew that I could climb up in my daddy's lap anytime and say, I need you, Father. I love you and I need you. We all need story. him. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'm tearing up. Seriously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and I, I love that. I love how he uses the things that are going to speak to us. You know, I just, I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Whew. That might be the story that we're ending on today. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, well, Carrie, we really appreciate you coming on with us. I know that you weren't completely comfortable with this, but <laughs> you did great. Um, truth be known, we're not comfortable either. So <laughs> we're all just getting up. You know, it's, it's for us, it's, it's not about us. It's about just sharing God's love with people. So we're going to do it. Even if we're not comfortable, we're not professionals. We're just we're just out here doing it. We're saying yes to that whisper. That's right. <laughs> That's Keep right. It. So hopefully someone yeah. will get something from our message. That's what we pray, yes. Yes. All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Carrie. Thank you, guys. Oh, Carrie, it was wonderful. Thank you. Yes. And that is it for Limitless Chatter today. <laughs>